welcome to the Arrow Panel. The Arrow Panel is a show, a podcast about Dance Dance Revolution and other dance video games like Pump It Up and In The Groove and whatever else you can think of. Techno Motion? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. I'm Dalton Runberg, at Run Dalton Run on Twitter. And I'm Buzzard, a.k.a. James McGarren, and I'm Buzzard on Twitter. Today we've got a, we've got a special guest uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, want to introduce yourself, Vincent? Yeah, sure. Hello, I'm Vincent Kim, a.k.a. V. Kim. Um, I am at Mr. Kimchi Nim on Twitter, and I am considered to be the face of our Atlanta community. Cool. Yeah. Thanks Lid. for joining us. No, thank you for having me. So the, the, the subject of the episode today, um, first off, let's let's get a little bit of backstory for how you, your history for with dance games and, and how you came to sort of have the position that you do in the Atlanta community. Uh, well, okay, let's see. Um, my earliest memory is probably like um, playing like a console DDR game when I was like five or six at a friend's house. And, wow, and that's I early. Just, yeah, started, started off young, right? Um, yeah, basically just, that got me hooked. Um, let's see, it didn't really, uh, my first arcade probably had to be, uh, let's see, it has to be probably like 11 or 12 years ago. Used to be a Jillian's, it's now uh, the Dave and Buster's in Lawrenceville, which, surprise, that's where we held Show Me Your Moves this past weekend. Awesome. Wow. Um, let's see. Um, so that's a lot back. of continuity there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see, some other stuff. Uh, I was a developer for uh, Pump It Up Infinity. Um, I'm currently in the team for Noise, N-O-I-S-Z. It's basically like a mixture of a rhythm, bullet hell, shmup. Yeah, um, we, it's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we have a local uh, John Tran also oh, yeah. is involved yep. with that too, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. And I occasionally write charts for Neon FM, so that's basically my uh, my rhythm game development profile background that's a lot stuff, of stuff right there. Actually, y- yeah, I had no idea. Yep, I'm just I'm just kind of everywhere. So, so did you did you get started with uh, making Step Mania charts and then? Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. I just liked writing charts and stuff, and um. Or did you get started making uh, PlayStation charts on using the PlayStation controller? Um, yeah, the... that's a good point. It was first with the, the PS2 editor, and then ah. I just started searching for editors online, and the first thing I saw was Stepmean, and it was perfect for me. So Dance with intensity? Yep. <laughs> no, that's, it was a bit later than that when it was like vanilla 3.9, the good old times, with oh, Step Mix 1 and 2. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yep. So you've got, uh, you, you just said that you are sort of the face of the Atlanta community. Um, um, how did that happen? Yeah, so um, one day I get invited to like the local movie theater, which had like a DDR Supernova 2 cab and an extreme cab that was in the middle of being converted to like ITG SM. Um, two of my friends, uh, they went by Everfeather and Mint at the time in the scene. Uh, they would always hold these events called Appreciation Days at the theater where you pay five bucks and it's free dance games and free pizza for like six to seven hours. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that, and like I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people did as well. I mean, it just gave all of us a reason to go out, stomp on arrows, and just hang out with people. Um, unfortunately, over the years, the theater was seeing some uh, neglect. Like there was a change of management, new staff, and everything, so it was hard for some of us to maintain the machines and continue to do stuff at the place. And eventually, the theater closed down for renovation. But you know, unfortunately. Both those cats got sold off. Um, I think the Supernova cab went over to Nick Denty of Rocky Mount, and the ITG uh, upgrade went to a local 
Unfortunately, um, jump forward to today's timeline, uh, that ITG upgrade cab is now available at Battle and Brew here in Sandy Springs, Georgia, which is basically our most uh, well-known nerd gaming bar in the Atlanta metro, so that's pretty cool. That's, cool. that's awesome that the, the machines can get tracked from, like, one location, <laughs> you're like... Yeah. It, it, it like stays in the community. So yeah. yeah. That's yep. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, after the theater closed down and everything, that basically like split the community up. Like people stopped playing, people moved on. Um, our other public DDR machines and I guess Pump too for that uh, record, they just weren't in good shape at all and they were just kind of scattered all over the place. We didn't have that many options or like um, when we did have options, they were just too far for many people. And especially with how stupid Atlanta traffic still is, that never changed over the years. So, um, <laughs> yeah. It's a similar story pretty much everywhere, I think. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but it was basically on the verge of collapse. Like, I mean, no one was doing anything. So, like, since then, I just decided to, like, take up on the torch and, like, attempt to do something to try to keep part of the scene going. Um, but also, Georgia has, and they still have, a lot more pump machines than anything else. So, of course, I stuck with, you know, with our local pump scene first. And um, I guess it helped that uh, I was getting more recognized in the overall pump community online. So hopefully that helped. Uh, granted, I only organized like very chill, rather small meetups and gatherings at arcades. Like, hey, let's meet up here and play. Um, but uh, I want to say maybe things really kicked off as soon as I got on to uh, Team Infinity to help out with the later content patches, uh, most notably version 110. Um, and that's that's uh, Pump It Up Infinity, right? Yes, that is correct. Um, let's see. Yeah, a main event opened up in uh, Alpharetta here uh, back in like 2015, and it had a brand new TX cab with Infinity, so um, that gave me a chance to basically use my position in the team to hold very special events where people can actually play uh, upcoming uh, updates first oh, wow. than like oh, anyone cool. else. Uh, and my project manager at Andamiro, shout outs to MacNom by the way, he was totally cool in letting us have the patch installed before it was released to the rest of the public and like fully supported us and everything, so that was Sweet. pretty neat. Good time. Shout outs to uh, Animir for uh, full support, and I wish more companies did that. Yeah, me right. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the biggest thing, though, was when like two of our Dave & Buster's locations, unfortunately one of them closed this past weekend. Um, but they received, at the time, new DDR white caps with Ace, which I'm pretty sure I don't think anyone expected to ever happen, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was yeah. kind of a miracle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that pretty much got everyone out to just check it out and just basically just get back to playing again. It's like, oh, wow, a new DDR actually hit the States, and it hit Georgia. Why not? And you have a round one location too, right? We do. It's actually been roughly two years around this time since our round one first opened. Cool. So, um, which two we also never expected to get. Um, so uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty much our scene just has been growing since then. So going More back less, to what, so. what you were saying about the the hangouts, is that is that kind of how the whole thing started? Was you just um, you just posted an event or something? And yeah, said, pretty like, much. I was like, hey, let's all meet up here so not, and just like really have a good a time. It not wasn't so really a much. tournament. It was yeah, like no, a... I mean, we just started with like hangouts and gatherings first, and then I guess when I I felt comfortable or when like there was I felt like there was enough people in our scene, that's when eventually I maybe probably started doing tournaments and stuff. That the tournaments come like very much later yeah so yeah. well i mean so this is all to say i mean this is kind of the reason why we have you on the episode today <laughs> right um, yeah is that a second miracle is uh, is upon us yeah with right. yeah yeah we so the plan for this episode was to talk a little bit about the community and what we're going to do now now that 
Konami has announced that there's going to be a new version of DDR, DDR Ace 2.0, uh, or A20, or DDR 20. Who who knows what people are going to end up actually calling it. Right. Um, but so they announced the new version and new DDR machines, the gold cabinets that people keep talking about. Yeah. And those are going to be released in Japan on March 20th and Ooh. in the U.S. at question mark time. <laughs> we have no idea when. And at some point, the uh, update for the new version of DDR will hit the white cabs that we have in America. Right. So basically... The scene is kind of guaranteed a, another couple of years of life. So when Ace came out, you know, I I think all of us were very surprised that it was as good as it was. And kind of the whole time in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's this is all they're going to do. And then they're just going to forget about it. And then they didn't. So now I'm starting to think like, OK, like what what's what's the plan for us now? Like, do we like what are the strategies that we need to have as like, you know, figures in the community that can like, uh, how can we make this thing bigger than it already is? And how can we get more people involved? And how can we show Konami even more that we uh, want it to continue? And since you've been involved in the Atlanta community, uh, and you recently seem to have uh, merged with the DDR Storm crew that is as correct. well in the southeast. Yep. Uh, seems like you have a lot of experience with that sort of thing. Uh, and f- first off, before we get into the actual subject of the episode, uh, we should talk about the the news that Konami uh, announced. I, th- I think it was posted in English on the Bimani style Twitter mm-hmm. account, and I think it was actually just a picture of a poster. In Japan, right? Yeah, like attached to a round one, like flyer thing attached to a DDR machine. And so the translation given by Bamani style, um, there's still kind of seems like some debate over what exactly everything means. But um, the exclusive features for the Golden Cabinet are going to be uh, Legend Licenses Revived. Uh, So it's probably new songs uh, or old songs songs being brought back, rather. a Dan slash course mode, um, or Dawn, I guess, mm-hmm. not Dan. Uh, so, which we've talked about a bunch of times. Yeah, some, how so, we want. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, who knows how it's going to be implemented necessarily. And also something right. called Golden League, which who knows what that is. Yeah. Um, maybe a new series of tournaments or something. Um, could be an online e- tournament. It could be an esports thing. Maybe like a, a Konami curated uh, team of dance gamers or a ranking system. Yeah, yeah. something. So uh, yeah, I mean, all this is just kind of good news. Um, like I said, there's still some sort of confusion about whether these will be limited just to gold cabinets. Uh, or Ace 2 features. Yeah, so uh, it seems like they're at, it seems like Ace 2 is going to be limited to gold cabs first for a right. while before being able to be updated on older machines. Which sucks for us because we probably won't get many, if any, gold cabs. But act, uh, who knows? Uh, apparently, round one is getting gold okay. cabs. Is is, right. is the word? That's uh, the word. I, I don't know how many. I don't know where they'll show up. But apparently, round one is getting gold caps. I'm gonna hope that at least one comes to our round one. <laughs> yeah, um, somewhere near us. So I mean, yeah, the, the, these are all awesome things for individuals to be excited about. But yeah. but I mean, it, it helps kind of get the community more involved. So, exactly. Like, yeah, we just wanted to talk about how to 
bring that community together, you know, and, and give people sort of a, a playbook, you know, if you will, for how to set up something like this in your own community. Exactly. And the, the, Ace, the Ace2O news, I, I love the, uh, the fact that they announced basically all the stuff that we wanted them to announce. Yeah. And it's almost better that they told us ahead of time that it's going to have the stuff that we want instead of us just... <laughs> you know, finding it. Starting the game. Um, And and it, like the licenses thing, like of course they should do that, Mm -hmm. but you know, who knows like what could have happened. Uh, Hopefully it's going to be like Butterfly and Boom Boom Dollar and So Deep and Cartoon Heroes. Maybe, who knows, but Captain Jack, I'm I'm guessing Captain Jack and Butterfly at least are going to be in there. Mm -hmm. Classics. You guys have any predictions for the licenses? I think uh, definitely Butterfly is is due for a comeback. Um, Cartoon Heroes seems like a tough sell. Yeah, it's I think it's popular with us, but maybe not. (laughs) Especially with controversy uh, (laughs) around it, I I don't think it's going to happen. But Captain Jack maybe Uh, it'd be a good way to. Uh, celebrate uh, Captain Jack's life yeah. posthumously. Do you have any uh, predictions, Vincent? Well, I mean, aside from Butterfly, that's pretty much it. I was yeah. gonna say maybe just do Cartoon Heroes, so maybe like they can finally end the debate for us. <laughs> what the proper I mean, rating I mean, is? I mean, I think that they'll they'll bring back they'll have remixes of these songs. I, I really I, hope so. Yeah, ooh, stomp to right, my beat. Yeah. If they bring stomp ooh. to my beat back, yeah. Oh man. Be, um, but yeah, I mean, I think with like the possession twentieth anniversary remix, like right. I think we'll be getting twentieth anniversary remixes of a bunch of these songs. I really these, hope so. These classic yeah. songs. I can't remember if I've said this already, but I would also love to hear like uh, one of the modern. DDR artist uh, try to make a song that kind of sounds like old DDR music. I love that. Yeah, have some Eurobeat. It'd be like a new song, yeah, but it sounds like yeah, 90s Eurobeat. That's that's what I kind of expected that was going to happen with like Anniversary or Show Me Your Moves, but Uh, it didn't. Yeah, kind Uh, of. Who knows, though? Yeah. It's still short of our expectations a little bit, but yeah, I think the uh, for the new mix, why not? Yeah. And the the core system seems like just a no-brainer. Yeah. I'm really excited to basically you know oh i also see how well i do i also predict that uh some of these new songs the new ace 2 exclusives will probably come to uh ace as well um because that's something that konami does with 2dx all the time uh the next the, the like the current version of 2dx will have some teaser songs uh from the next 2dx episode. oh really oh yeah. oh actually i think that's even happened with ddr before where at the very tail end of one mix there'll be a couple new songs uh there, there's even some like songs that are in the ace folder but they, they were actually released in 2014 oh right yeah i remember that right. yeah so i mean there could be some sort of crossovers like that yeah but... I, i'm pretty much I, I would say i guarantee it we'll probably <laughs> see that uh, probably sometime around 320 it's really cool i mean i the announcement of the Golden League and the and the core system means that it seems like they're taking the esports angle seriously. There was also news that Konami is opening an esports training center in uh, Ginza in Tokyo, which basically they said they're going to have like all of their latest equipment, all of their latest games, and to train players to be good at be money games basically which huh. is very strange I wonder how, how does one get I don't know how that's going to work but <laughs> it sounds cool um, and even if it doesn't make any sense at least it shows that they're like they're, they've got the right idea yeah, yeah they're putting investment in this so um, well how about we talk a little bit about how SF Evolved got started yeah so oh, yeah 
I think one day uh, we had a Facebook chat group that was like DDR Ace NorCal or something. Yeah. Where we were just talking about scores that we got. And um, a couple of us were like, what if we just like started like a brand around making it more serious, right? Like I I kind of, so I I have history doing this sort of thing in Kentucky and in Ohio. I, when I was like 15 years old, I started the uh, website KYDDR, Kentucky DDR for the Kentucky community and kind of did a lot of work to bring that up. Visited a lot of arcades around the state and uh, sort of kind of talked to everyone and said, hey, go to my website. <laughs> and here's uh, how you can join the forum and talk about your DDR scores. And, you know, you got a modem. Anybody got a modem? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot of communities had forums back in the day and, right. and even now, like have these fa- at least Facebook group chats. But they're these like sort of private things that exactly are, you yeah. know and they're not and necessarily like branded really yeah small groups of friends uh, yeah. that you know kind of organically grow to get larger yeah so yeah. that was that was the idea behind sf evolved and I, I still remember us you know taking like a week to decide like what the name of it was going to be <laughs> yeah. and and we still weren't completely sold on yeah. it yeah i mean i i i don't know it, it's it is what it is. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad that we have had uh, the success that we've had, kind of spreading the message of DDR, and you know it. Like like I said, it really just kind of evolved out of a, a group chat. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to take the group chat, you know, to a wider audience because not everyone can join one group chat, and but everyone can listen to a podcast or everyone can go to a website or a Twitter feed or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Discord has been pretty revolutionary for like gaming groups. Uh, exactly. Like us. It's really and, good. And probably for you too, Vincent, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, so wow. yeah, it's kind of like, it's sort of like a, a whole social network on its own. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've got like a scores channel, which, uh, people post their scores and they get lots of encouragement there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, I think SF Evolved has kind of grown beyond just the Bay. Yeah. Which it, I, yeah. I think is also, like, which that's is really another cool, cool thing, you know, like I follow the, uh, ATL, uh, games group and, um, uh, you know, lots of other groups around, around the country and around the world. So it's like, uh, there's a lot of cross pollination, I think, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So uh, Vincent, how'd you, how'd you kind of get involved with the, you know, in starting the Atlanta league of, of music gamers? Like who was all kind of involved with that? Uh, let's see. Um, it was pretty much like, I mean, like bef- before then we actually had a couple of times where like a bunch of pump players, like just like from all over the nation just came up to Atlanta, just like hang out and stuff and we're like oh we should probably uh, do something like that because more people are starting to recognize us so it was me and there's um enoch kim uh he went by yahoo any on twitter i don't know what happened to his twitter but he's around uh, he helps me a lot um no we both just basically decided to just like hey why not just create a facebook page first and maybe like a twitter account so people can start following us and be like hey we have a scene we exist uh start coming to our stuff we'll share and yeah pretty much that's pretty much uh, how the Atlanta League of Music Gamers formed. Yeah, um, it, yeah. It seems like a similar story everywhere. But right. I, I think the thing that seems to it seems to happen in some places that you know people will organize a group, and I think the the critical thing here is having the idea of it be that it's like open to everyone, and right. also that it is like some form of like organization for tournaments and, and, and things like that. Right, like, yeah, we wanted to offer, like, a central network. 
to the entire yeah. state. So that was that was the most important part. So yeah, the the one that wins, like usually there's kind of like a lot of different other groups, but the one right. that wins ultimately has like the best kind of identity and networking and yeah. uh, infrastructure, maybe. So. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's it's it seems like a lot of times it is kind of the. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but it seems like sort of the the core players of a community. Right. You know, people who are already kind of the most involved. Yeah. Um, are the ones that kind of go, "Hey, we should like make this something bigger." Right. Uh, but not necessarily. Yeah. No. No. Of course There's... not. Not necessarily. But um, I mean, th- those kinds of people that are already really involved in right. in their community are kind of usually the ones that are you know step up and say, "Hey, we should do something." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something more. In other words, it's really, it's just, it's all about motivation. It's not even really about skill, I, I'd say. It's like, yeah, it's it, just whoever, whoever's the most motivated to put things together, to, right. uh, you know, talk to one another. And... Yeah, whoever, uh, whoever's bearing the torch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So basically, like, I kind of just wanted to go over the steps of, like, what you guys think exactly you would want to do if you don't have a community in your area, how you would bootstrap it. And so we we kind of did that around here, and we kind of did it in a sort of like ad ad hoc way. But uh, now we sort of have a blueprint of exactly what you would do to uh, to make this happen. Do you do you guys have any thoughts on that? I've I've got some thoughts. Uh, I mean, it, it, it really, I think it, it does kind of, um, it, it sort of starts organically, I think, in, in a lot of ways. So uh, sort of think about, uh, you know, if you're a person that goes to the arcade a lot, uh, th- uh, think about the relationships that you formed with the other people at the arcade and just start the conversation with them. Like, because, um, you know, a lot of times it's really hard to do this on your own. Yeah, you want to have uh, at least a couple people involved. Yeah, that way, you know, this. it's it's not not just that, you know, you can share um, experience and, and stuff like that. You know, other people may be better at graphics than you or, or you know, maybe better at talking to other people than you yeah. are. I was going to say, um, make sure that one of those first couple people is a graphic designer. <laughs> and if one of them isn't, you should find one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, that <is> not, <laughs> even that's not necessarily a requirement. But, yeah, I mean, brand yeah. identity is definitely important. Um, yeah. But like... But, but yeah. You can essentially rip off a brand identity from someone else. Like, you yeah. know, it's not hard to say, oh, mystatedr.com yeah. or yeah. mystatedr on Twitter. You know, it's like you can just do that. Um, but I think the important things are, like, if you don't have a scene like this in your town and you have a, a round one and a Dave and Busters, like, seriously think about talking to some people who are close to your, you know, who are around you and you hang out with at the arcade or whatever and literally go home sign up for social media accounts on twitter on discord on facebook and make a logo use the same logo on all of them use the same name on all of them link all of these things to the ddr uh itg players facebook group and and the the ddr players whatever facebook groups you're in basically basically Tell everyone that you possibly can about this thing that you've made and tell people in real life. Like, we were just talking earlier about how we planned on making business cards, and we never did, yeah. but we could. Yeah, and... a, a lot of a lot of uh, round ones and Dave and & Buster's, like, don't let you put up signs, exactly. which, which is something we used to do back in the day, is just tape something to the side of the machine, but... Yeah. Round one and Dave and Buster's have uh, rules about that rules. now. An- another thing I-, I thought was very helpful was uh, w- what I call syndication, which is uh, you know there's kind of like the the scene, the global scene um, in general is doing a lot of stuff, and a lot of times like they they are 
uh, hyper-local events. So it could be like a tournament or uh, something like Life 4, you know, something that was born out of the community. And what I mean by syndication is like, in the beginning, you could just make it so that your local, you know, uh, Twitter account or your your Facebook group, the one that you created, just start off by just like retweeting like the, uh, the stuff that the other people in the DDR community are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, just like make a post yourself saying like, hey, uh, DDR Ace 2.0, did you hear about it? Because uh, a lot of times, like, that's the people who are just getting involved in DDR, uh, like the new players, they're, they're not going around and following the global accounts. They're not following like Konami USA or something. Uh, they'll be following like, you know, their local players at, at their arcade. Um, and then if they do stumble across your page, your, your brand, uh, they'll start to follow your brand. Uh, and then you become their source of news. Uh, and then, you know, I feel like that just helps with communication and stuff like yeah. that. So I think Roger kind of skipped over an important part. Yeah. You, you went straight to creating Facebook and Twitter accounts <laughs> without, like, getting together and coming up with a name. Yeah. Which, I mean, so I think that's an important step. It uh, is. I mean, so... So, I mean, you know, we came up with SF Evolved kind of playing off of the, like, you know, Evolved series and DDR, Tokyo Evolved, New York yeah, Evolved we, sort of thing. We had several goals where we didn't want to explicitly say DDR um, because that's someone else's, that's Konami's intellectual property. Yeah. Um, well, we also didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves into just DDR. Exactly. No, that's like, mm-hmm. that is our main And I, I, that's that's something similar that, Vincent, you, you did with the Atlanta League of Music Games. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. I mean, so I think that comes from your, your background in Pump, probably, right? And all these other games? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I, uh, what kind of went into you know, the the name of that, I mean, was there a thought process or were you just kind of like, hey, this sounds good? Yeah, I was just like, oh, let's see. I don't want to use, like, you know, Atlanta Pump Players or, like, Georgia DDR or whatever. I'm like, let's try to think of something, a silly name. And I was just like, all right, Google, synonym, team. <laughs> and then, like, League showed up and I'm like, oh, hey, Atlanta League of Music Gamers, done. Yeah, Le- League has a nice esports ring to it. Right. I, I, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, the, the esports, they're not teams, they're League. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, what's the new one? Is, is Storm League? Yeah, it's, it's Storm X League. Uh, we try to keep yeah. it a very agnostic name, but, you know, it's basically just it's just DDR Storm and the Atlanta League of Music Gamers. Are yeah. you going to start saying Storm League eventually? <laughs> Probably, yeah. That's the easier way. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's really cool that sort of those two things came right. together yeah um so was that with uh steven lowe and um josh was his name campbell um yeah uh i don't from my understanding josh doesn't really do much for storm anymore it's basically all steven and yeah. it's because he's the only person behind this uh, the storm brand that gets really exhausting for him so he <laughs> he came up to me at one point he said hey how do you feel about merging because you know like i'm the only one behind the thing and if i try to say something that might put me in trouble and stuff and so it's and then it's just like i can probably we can work on collaborating on events much easier that way share our resources share our talents yeah it's also it also makes sense because you know atlanta is it's, you know it's not that far away from florida right and also and steven Flor- uh, steven lives in georgia now with us right. so yeah exactly and uh florida only has one machine right now hopefully they have more eventually right. but yeah. uh and st- storms happen uh in georgia too including the the sort the ddr sorts the um so when we were trying to come up with our name basically we had like a google document that just had like you know 30 names that we yeah made up yeah i think we were talking in irc even before we moved to discord yeah 
and it, it was you know it was a kind of a long process and at, at some point we were just like okay we have to decide on something like today yeah and so we just picked one um so it doesn't have to be perfect like don't spend so long deliberating over this particular detail that you don't actually do it or or any kind of decision exactly really. you know yeah. the, right. the important thing when you're making something is to have it get made and not to make the perfect decisions. So yeah. that's that's the thing that often throws a wrench in the in the whole project is, you know, can't come to agreement about something or can't uh, decide on a name. Yeah. Yeah. Like and yeah, yeah, have a logo and then you can come up with a better logo later. Yeah, you can always change it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And and even if you don't have a designer in your local community, um, you know, reach out to other people. There's plenty of designers in, in the broader DDR community. Yeah, like, reach out to us. We you, can help you. Yeah, I was actually just helping uh, Renatalis uh, come up with a new Ohio DDR uh, logo. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when that's going to happen. But um, yeah, I mean, just work with your network of people and, you know, somebody and pay people if you can. It's yeah. always great. Support yeah. support creators and creative people. And and like ask around too. Like, you know, you could ask us who designed our logo or you can ask uh, you know, like even like other related gaming things like the uh, they're all they're all pretty friendly. So like you can ask like Genesis like who does your graphics and something. Yeah, I mean it, like it's and... it's basically like a really good exercise for putting things together and organizing things. Yeah. Um, once you've got a logo and a name and social media accounts, what do you do after that? Well, one thing that you should probably do is like you can start off by retweeting existing accounts that say things about dance games, like James was just saying, um, and follow accounts like us and Bimani Style and things like that, and use that as a sort of like filler content for what you're doing you know like social media is kind of like djing where you know you mostly play other people's content and then (laughs) in the middle you know you play some of your own stuff and usually other people are putting more energy into it and that's fine or you know obviously there's so many talented people out there like reporting on this stuff right now so yeah i mean uh, the ddr community uh Twitter account, yeah, and just uh, the website and everything is a great place. Great exactly. Yeah, we tried to get David Lee on, but he was busy tonight. I yeah, think. I mean it's oh. it's late on the East Coast. Yeah. Well, I mean Vincent's I guess on the Vincent's East on the East Coast too. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ddrcommunity.com. Um, it's a it's a nice elevator too. I think. Uh, you know, they retweet and post a lot of uh, uh, stuff happening in local communities. So. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to have both of you on, but. You know, like I, we can we can always have another episode with Dave later. Yeah. Um, the uh, so after you're posting other people's content, like what do you write? Like, and the idea there is you want to start organizing events mm-hmm. or meetups or even just talking about the state of uh, your your local community. Like, you know, does anyone have any feedback for the like management at round one or something like that? Or, you know, talk about, like, when you're going to be at the arcade. Yeah, I mean, even just having a score sharing thing is great. Yeah, like, Vincent, when you mentioned earlier about organizing these, like, sort of meetups and stuff of people, like, how did you get the word out about that? Oh, so, um, let's see. Uh, We had a Facebook group for the longest time, so I just reached out to that because everyone just 
at the time just tune into that. Um, and if not, then um, I would basically like, cause I would always go out to arcades, so I would go out and just spread the word to people or people who I thought would play the game actively and stuff, and they would help spread the word too. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's there's something to kind of there's a difference between like a Facebook page, which is what SF Evolved has, right, and then like a Facebook group. group. Um, you know, sort of like the DDR players, which I think they both have their merits. Um, it kind of depends what you want to do. I, right. I think for a lot of people, like if you want to have a more interactive thing between all members of the community, like a DDR group is probably better, like right. a local group, yeah. is probably better for kind of organizing these things right. um, rather than like a page where, or like a brand where you're just sort of sharing things out into the void it's not as interactive yeah right they're, they're two different sort of things so you can have both if you want um but or you know and just, there's a lot of overlap too yeah for sure yeah just kind of decide on on one or the other um definitely if you're if you're planning on hosting event though uh try not to just post it in just one place. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, not everybody may have a Facebook account, not everybody may have a Twitter account. Right. But if you post on both, you're going to get at least, you know, 75% of the people. Yeah. yeah. I think it's... Also, don't be afraid to spam, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's another like... thing. Uh, so, yeah, there was, there was actually a tournament in my hometown, Phoenix, um, that was, um, you know, it d- didn't go as well as uh, it could have, and it was mostly because it caught everybody by surprise. Uh, it's kind of like planned last minute, and also the um, the organizer didn't really kind of remind people. So um, I think we, we we've learned from that uh, that you you just you need to make sure to you know post very well in advance. Uh, you know at least a month or two. Uh, I mean, ideally, ideally even like more, like but, three months. Yeah, yeah. ideally three months, but, yeah. especially three if people months. have to travel. But even if you can't do three months in advance or two or even one. Any kind of advance notice is, yeah. is better yeah. than nothing. Just like like leading up to the event, you know, like uh, you know, maybe like two weeks before, then one week before, and then like every day until yeah. like the event happens. Yeah. So uh, I, like how like for show me your moves, which you mentioned earlier, Vincent. Yep. Of like how, how much? I mean, that was announced uh, at least a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it was at least I want to say six months or so. As I gave that's great enough time. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and from what I hear, it ended up being like bigger than you guys even anticipated, oh, right? Oh yeah. We were originally expecting maybe like thirty players to participate, maybe like ten or fifteen more to spectate. No, we were dead wrong. We got nearly fifty players participating wow. and probably awesome. like twenty to thirty more just coming in and just kinda of just watch us and support us. Yeah, and yeah. Awesome. and that that venue I think is I don't know if you guys saw pictures. That yeah. the venue is like the best thing I've seen for uh, an oh, ace tournament yeah. i feel like like it had the cabinet like up on the stage, stage. and there's a projector oh, with like the line out and like looked like tons of seating and it, it looks like a lecture hall and it was <laughs> it's, it's like at the dave and busters right yeah it's yeah, awesome it's, that's, it's at, our, that's at it's, dave and busters yep, yeah that's... no it's like it's like one of their conference rooms or something wow. yeah it's, that's, uh, it's... that's been my dream yep yeah i watched the tournament all day on twitch uh, great job by the way on having all that stuff working oh thank you it was, it, it's it's been nice because there's actually been ddr tournaments every the past couple weekends and right yeah got to just leave that on all day and yeah. yeah the the overlay looked incredible yeah, i, I was good. i was taking notes on that overlay with the score oh yeah no like matt like, matt props to the alabama crew uh for getting that stream overlay and the setup down oh so, nice oh nice yeah, they, they basically offered to do handle everything for stream for us so that was that was very um appreciative of them see there's communities working together yeah, so. yeah. exactly yeah, yeah working together um is there a is there an ace machine in alabama uh no <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, interesting. Did did some of those people? I man, geography on the other side of the country is just wild to me. I have no <laughs> like Alabama could be like three hours away from Georgia, or it could be like twelve, and I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, the states are really big on this side of the country, so yeah. So I, I mean, did did people from those people from Alabama like did they come out to the tournament or? Yeah, um, they lived in uh, let's see Huntsville, and I think that's like four hours away. Uh, from where we are, so they were like, hey, I mean, some, sometimes we travel up to either Nashville or over to Atlanta to play Ace anyway, and they always come to our conventions here, so it's like, hey, why not? Let's let's help them out. They've been good to us, and we've been good to them. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just another example of, of working together with other people and other communities and, and everything. Can you give us a little bit of a, kind of a how-to on how to interact with your, like, local arcade and set something like this up so you said you had this set up uh you know six months in advance what exactly did you do uh when you went to go talk to them and uh, what, what advice would you have for people who are who want to organize something uh let's see um i basically went up to like uh, david buzzer's management i first went up to my amusement manager um because uh well i'm I, he's like the person that I'm like really close to by far. Um, so, and he, uh, he well, actually has a- how did you get close with him? Oh, that's a funny story. Um, I actually applied for a tech position one year at that <laughs> store. And then he saw on the mirror in my background cause I was working on infinity and he was like, what the heck? <laughs> and so we just kind of just started talking from there. And I mean, obviously I didn't get the job, but that actually helped a ton with my relations with him. So that's great. Yeah. Um, that, and he said, he told me he'll, get me in contact with special events and stuff like that um because you know i did ask people beforehand before i wanted to talk to damon busters because i wanted to go ahead and give him like a expected head count of yeah. sorts and i see people you know like leon from florida grab props to him for winning by the way so and yeah, I, was, I was like you know what? he's so good yeah i was like you know what maybe i'll shoot for like 50 people so uh get in contact with special events like go down with you know, like the logistics and everything what we want to do like a schedule and everything i even uh put in a reference to the fresno tournaments mainly because we want we try to aim to get a room preferably for free um, unfortunately the free thing never happened uh, the, the general manager wanted us to pay up um but that's a different story but um yeah no yeah. like referencing other events at other damon busters for instance definitely helps because they do actually wow. contact uh, I, the, our Sugarloaf store here actually contacted the Fresno store like back to back about like you know how they ran stuff interesting and everything so yeah pretty much so that, that bodes well for people who want to try and run tournaments at Dave and Buster's just tell them about the Fresno tournament right yeah, yeah. And, and the Georgia tournament yeah yeah, pretty much use them as reference so, so, so you, you basically went in with a plan though right yeah pretty you, much you said, I, you said you wanted to have a head count and head count like you know, overall you, you time knew, frame yeah yeah time much. frame yeah all, all these things like right you you knew what it would take to to make this thing happen right pretty and much into that stuff like right up front yeah rather than just going up you know to the manager of the store and being like hey uh, i want to do a, a ddr tournament and they're like okay what what does that entail you're like well i don't know you know so so yeah i think having this detailed plan of like right you know we want to do it on one of these dates yeah maybe you know it's going to be a one-day thing or a two-day thing right you know yeah. probably start with one day exactly um but you know and, and, and as far as time frames go uh with ddr tournaments make it clear to them it's probably going to take all day yeah yeah uh yeah mo i mean most tournaments end up taking 
you know, 10, 12 hours or something. Probably the hardest part for Show Me Your Moves was actually securing a Saturday in particular. Cause our, oh, like, um, in a room? Yeah. Or, like, just holding, like, a tournament, like, out in the midway, for instance, on a Saturday. Because Saturdays are obviously, like, most Dave & Butters locations' busiest days. Yeah. And you don't want to make it seem like as if you're taking away business from them, so... That was tough, but fortunately we got to do it on Saturday, so that was neat. Was there anything specific that you remember saying to them that you think convinced them to do it? Um, no, well, yeah, pretty much. I, I mentioned that we had a lot of out-of-state people coming in and we're going to take off work and stuff, and weekends are, like, the best time to do it, especially if we're going to do, like, a big uh, event. And right. it, obviously they heard 50 people, and um, our DDR machine at Sugarloaf is, like, in a corner, and they kind of don't want, like, 50 people, like, all cruddled up in a corner like that, so they just decided to just do it on a Saturday, give us some room, get let people, like, take off work and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, at like at the Irvine tournament, we had like a waitress that was there like all day with us, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, taking orders. Ta- yeah, taking yeah. orders from people, ordering food. Right. Yeah, that too. I offered like, hey, like, I mean, you know, like obviously, you no, know, it's our food or drink, because that's like a Dave and Buster's policy. That's typical. Um, you know, it's like, hey, why not just have like you know dedicated servers for people to take our orders and stuff? You can make some extra money on food and drink. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's making them more money, right. too. Yeah, um, and you, that's another thing that you should try to mention if you're trying to sell it to the Dave and Buster's management. You know, just say like, it's gonna be all day and people need to eat. Yeah, so it's gonna and, be... and and encourage your attendees to try and eat there. Oh, that's right. Important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and also yeah, like you mentioned the the no outside food or drink policy. Like, right. You know, try and not just that rule, but try to follow all the rules of right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Be respectful to <laughs> pretty much, you know, this place that is letting you do this very yeah. weird thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think most Dave and Buster's, like when they, you know, they weren't anticipating like, oh, we're gonna have video game tournaments here. Like the the rooms are for like corporate parties and birthdays and stuff. Right. Yeah. Not like, hey, we gotta move this machine in here <laughs> and have internet access. Which actually, that's another thing that people need to be aware of oh, is that yeah. that that you need to tell them that. You know, if you're gonna have this room, that we need to have yeah, a wired have connection. internet connection for yeah. the machine, because that that can be an issue. Right. Yeah. And you know, if you can, try to negotiate an internet connection for your stream as well. Oh yes, which, uh, it's a lot of another topic. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's 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 a nice to have. Yeah. yeah. You know, f- first off, start with having a tournament, mm-hmm. then figure out how to how to stream. Right. Worst case scenario, what we've done in the past has been we've streamed using. Uh, Wi-Fi hotspots, like uh, LTE hotspots, 4G hotspots. And uh, it's worked out reasonably well a couple times. First Fresno tournament was done on a uh, a Wi-Fi hotspot, and I believe the um, first two round round one San Jose tournaments were also like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it it works. It's just, you know, you gotta you gotta plan, first of all. Like I, I would suggest if you want if you do wanna do the stream thing there's so much stuff involved in streaming. Oh my we god! Could, yeah, we could give you advice if you have any questions. Just message us, uh, message the SF Evolved Twitter account, and we can help you out. But get the internet down. I'd say visit visit the location and see how good your phone strength, your phone signal strength is. Right. If, yeah. Um, and tournament wise, I think to to just recap, like go in with a plan. Go in with a plan. 
probably before you get all sweaty playing DDR. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can, some people take it, take you more seriously. Yeah. Just do do whatever you can to make them take you as seriously as possible. Right. And just kind of stress that, like, first of all, it's going to build, you know, a good relationship between the people who come there and the company, and also, it's you know, like, just kind of make try to convince them however you can to make it happen, even if some of it, you know, is... Oh, you're uh, embellishing a bit. Maybe. Yeah. But I think it's it's good for everybody, and, like, the number of times that we have said the words Dave and Busters and Round One on our podcast, <laughs> like, like we're, we're doing free advertising for them, and if you're having a tournament at these places, or another arcade, you know, there's plenty of other arcades that have dance games, um... What you're end up going to end up doing is you're going to end up doing free advertising for these people, right? Yeah, and, and like that's um, good. Yeah, and like I've been told, like I can't. I reached out to like uh, Christopher uh, Beecham of the Beast in the East, and he told me one important thing: you should make it as if they want your business, and not the other way around. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Take responsibility. Take ownership. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about a lot, a lot about Dave and Buster's here, but round one. Uh, yeah, they seem very receptive to having tournaments in general. Right? Yeah, and I've yeah. actually like heard that round one is trying to come up with uh, something like a standardized like policy mm. or a standardized kind of like workflow, I guess, for right. like running tur- you know specifically like mu- music game tournaments yeah. at their venues um, because it seems to be happening more and more. So that's kind of cool. something in the works, I guess, mm. and, and something to look forward to. And, you know, as as far as like the new. So the the scene is just going to keep growing, and yeah, like again, that's what this episode was about: is to how to how to make it continue growing. And Dalton just mentioned round one; they're they're opening nine more stores this year, and they're opening one this weekend in Salinas, California, uh, soon in uh, Temecula, California. One in Holyoke, Massachusetts. There's one going in in Burbank, California. There's one going in in Hayward, California. Roseville, California. Jeez. Uh, as if people don't complain about California having, <laughs> having enough round ones that are, Yeah, as it is. and Towson Town Center in Towson, Maryland. <laughs> Meadows Mall in Las Vegas, Nevada. And the Meadowood Mall in Reno, Nevada. So we, that that's like, you know, at least nine DDR machines, probably more coming to those those locations so there's going to be you know i don't know what the community is really like in vegas but or in nevada but it seems like there's about to be a nevada like scene yeah for sure and if you're listening you live in nevada just hop on it like just get started making a brand and we'll we'll uh, come help you out and get some tournament stuff started yeah i mean yeah i think the the round one's opening right before evo right yeah so that or that, that seems very convenient yeah you know just get all the gamers in <laughs> now, one one other thing i w- wanted to talk about too is like on, on a more personal level like what to do to get people you know playing ddr and i think we've talked about this a couple times but i think this fits in with the spirit of the episode and is there anyone that you guys have gotten to start playing who you didn't already know from the scene? Who's like super into it now? Who got who at least got into it on some level? 
Uh, uh, there was there were some people I knew that um, liked going to the arcade in general. Um, like there was somebody I knew that lived right next to Round One, and uh, I I sort of uh, convinced her to start playing DDR, and uh, that was actually pretty successful, uh, just because it was something to do, another thing to do at Round One. Um, so if there's if there's another friend that you have that just likes going to arcades. Maybe to, to do the bowling or the 99 cent ice cream. Um, <laughs> bring them in with that. And then, ha- you know, come for the ice cream and stay for the DDR. Yeah. I, I don't know specifically about, like, you know, a, a particular person. But I, I think, you know, on a broader sort of note, that I think having communities like this makes people who are getting started see that this That's is a really good point that this is a bigger thing mm, yeah. that they're not mm. just playing by themselves exactly yeah, like th- they go oh this is like a team this is like a, a community and and that helps them you know get into it more exactly ra- ra- rather than you know this, pe- this pe- is... people people have shirts and stuff made for their own communities yeah. which we don't yet for some reason uh, <laughs> we've talked about it for like a year but we haven't yet we, we we make a podcast every week yeah well every other week yeah and we, okay. have, but, we have our own brand of uh, energy drink that's coming out soon. <laughs> Not really. but but um you know i i think having a community like this you know whether it has a name or not you know makes people feel included and and you, you can you basically automatically have friends that you can talk to yeah and and people you know uh, you know, you, you see people in the Facebook group or whatever, and that reinforces how well you know them. Yeah. Um, or, you know, on Twitter, you follow them and you see their scores, but maybe they post like other things about their life. And, you know, you go, oh, hey, I went to that same college or whatever. Like, oh, I'm also into Persona 5. And like, it just helps you build those friendships. Exactly. Um, beyond just like seeing this person at the arcade like i don't know if you guys ever remembered like the first time you hung out with somebody like from the arcade at their house or something yeah. like you know you, you just build these relationships um and that kind of helps the community stay together and and you know grow yeah your point about that's really good yeah and i think you want to show people when you're trying to get them into it show them that it's you know bigger than just you know the one person they know that happens to be really into dance dance revolution yeah it's like yeah you could be a part of, of a bigger thing exactly yeah i mean i the reason i thought of that was because um steven russell ninjafar he started playing at my local uh it was oh wow nickel arcade playing itg and you know I, I had already been playing for a very long time and he was playing in in like converse and jeans and a hoodie and whatever and you know so i was like oh man this guy's kind of taking it he's taking it seriously but like hey go get some running shoes go get some shorts <laughs> and come back and and you know then we realized oh hey like we go to the same high school and so we saw each other at high school and kind of like started to be friends and so we started hanging out outside you know and, you know going to each other's houses and whatever and like you know, then we're really good friends. And like, and, and I met some of his friends, he met some of my friends. And like, we kind of, that became sort of like the Fresno community, yeah. you know, of, of the people that were already existing. But then as you bring a new person in, like they have people they know that they get, you know, started and it just kind of like spirals from there. Um, now I think like Steven is kind of like one of the, the prominent people like in the Fresno community. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just like kind of, Grabbing these people, you know, and just encouragement. Yeah, mostly. encouragement, yeah. like bringing somebody under your wing, sort of. Yeah. I mean, Stephen went to the arcade every day for six months and got better than me. So that <laughs> that didn't really last long, but yeah, he's so good. He's ridiculous, but um, yeah, I mean, like, just kind of 
nurture these these relationships and and you know friendships whatever you want to call it and and build the community you know with your you make it it's friends i yeah, mean that's yeah. really yeah. what it is is like I pretty much talk about nothing but DDR all the time to everyone. <laughs> and, like, one of the benefits of that is that people tend to know, like, you if you do that, people know you as the person who plays DDR or plays dance games or something. And uh, I had a coworker the other day. He was like, so do you still play DDR all the time? And I'm like, yeah, pretty yeah. much, <laughs> pretty much constantly. Um, and he was like, yeah, I've kind of been looking for a way to, you know, play video games at the same time as losing weight <laughs> and i'm like okay well have i got the game for you <laughs> and told him about round one i was like we should go to, to this arcade in you know san jose he was like i had no idea that this even existed mm-hmm. and i think if if you know people who are like gamers and they don't know about the fact that these things exist just kind of casually you know mention it every day <laughs> to them yeah and the easiest sell also is to uh people who are already competitive with other things uh whether that's other video games or sports or, or something whatever. yeah yeah like because they'll instantly get it you know you just say like all you have to do is say like i went to a ddr tournament last weekend they're like, and, there's tournaments yeah yeah so like that that's a you know especially if it's yeah just someone who plays anything yeah. does anything competitively vincent do you have any experience getting uh new people to start playing um well let's see no uh, well from my experience in the past it was mainly just like um high school colleagues and then i they see me at dave and busters one day and they're like oh cool he's playing his game this looks fun maybe i'll give it a try yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, yeah, pretty much. And then now they're like, um, mo- many of them are actually doing like professional Twitch streaming for mm. things. And especially, it helps that we have E League here, which they're they're a part of Turner Broadcasting, which is stationed here in Atlanta. So they can probably wow. help spread word about us and everything. Oh, that's so because cool. they because cool. they now also play the game, so it, it helps. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, yeah, we didn't even hit on streaming. <laughs> I mean, that's well. I, we talked about tournament streaming, but we didn't even talk about, you know. Yeah, streaming your own machine or streaming like from round one, right? D and B or something yeah. like yeah. that. Which, I mean, it's there, yeah. There's that can be difficult. It's complicated, right? And that's that's probably a whole episode on its own <laughs> yeah. talking yeah. about streaming. It's it's a complicated business, right? And you can do it though. You know, there's there's apps like the Streamlabs app, and you can actually use the Twitch app now to to stream mm-hmm. directly from directly. So that's that's an option if you just want to start streaming from round one or whatever. Yeah. Just put on your phone. Yeah. Did anybody have any sort of final thoughts? I mean, I'm just very excited about the way things are going to go, and I'm looking forward to constantly talking about and thinking about ddr for another couple of years yeah and and honestly like if you if you feel the same way then it's it's kind of like a great creative outlet it's a great social outlet can't recommend it enough start a podcast start a podcast yeah, <laughs> like, honestly <laughs> if podcasts are a good idea and basically to give you a rundown of how we do this podcast we use a web app called cast you can you can find it at try t-r-y-c-a dot s-t look up try cast or cast podcast app on google basically it's this web app that you can kind of just start recording using you know your microphone on your computer and you can invite other people to uh 
to do it remotely with you just by sending them a link and you don't have to install any software or do anything and you can work on you know getting good equipment later on uh we we record this podcast on a hundred dollar yeti a blue yeti microphone and those things are really cheap they're you can buy one at target or best buy very easy to set up and uh you could you can do this very easily. Uh, if you if you want to start a podcast about DDR, we totally encourage you to do that. Yeah, we use uh, we use SoundCloud as our like yeah. hosting service. Basically, we use SoundCloud, and uh, there's tons of new podcast apps popping up. Podcasting is becoming extremely popular, so um, the it's it's a very easy thing to get into nowadays. And just go ahead and do that. Like, yeah, but you we want competition. You don't even really need a lot of um, uh, equipment to get started either. Yeah. Like, you could just start by using the Voice Memos app on your phone, um, get together with some of your buddies, and exactly talk it's, about DDR, it's, which it's is not, like the easiest thing to do in the or, world. Or, you know, other dance games. Like, obviously, like, you yeah. know, Vincent here is uh, prominent in the Pump It Up scene, and there, there aren't a lot of people talking about these things. Like I, I, I would probably, I just started playing ITG a little bit and I don't know at all what's going on with that scene. We should probably have an ITG episode soon. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll try that for next time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but someone just should do an ITG podcast. Someone should do some pump it up podcasts. I, yeah, that would be good. There, uh, I know there was a pump it up Canada podcast, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Sabrina does. Yeah. But, I, don't, I don't know uh, how frequent that is, but yeah, I don't know how how well it covers the entire world scene or whatever, but it seems like a pretty big scene. They probably have at least one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like uh, if you're starting your own brand for your your local community, um, it's a good thing to do. Exactly. It's, it's good content. To yeah. Make. And it's fun. Yeah. And it's fun. And, and try and find your own angle. Like the 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 freestyle takeover podcast has like kind of their own angle about, exactly. about right. freestyle and stuff. So yeah, it's always. I mean, or you could do the same thing that we do. Yeah, who cares? It's yeah, whatever. Just copy us. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're content. <laughs> exactly. Community growth is good. Community growth Absolutely. is good. Absolutely. You, you could even make a podcast if you want making fun of us. Just like yeah. Break it down. Like if, pause, even if like, you okay. hate us. Just do, uh, do, <laughs> yeah, do a, uh, the Arrow Panel panel. <laughs> or the Arrow Panel after show. No, it would have to be the, the Arrow Panel panel. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah, you you do a recap show based yeah. on our, our, <laughs> our, our podcast. And yeah. if anyone has any suggestions on things that we could do better, please let us know. Um, if anyone has suggestions for for Vincent here for the Atlanta community, I'm sure he wants to know too. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Give me all the feedback you want. Yep. Yeah. I think that's something that we maybe don't get quite enough of. Right. Is that, you know, like we we put effort into what we're doing, but we don't ask people like. What what do you want us to do? Like we we have some degree of free time, maybe not a whole lot, but you know what should we be doing that we're not doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just got involved more with with Life Four. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, we had been on a couple episodes ago to talk about it. Um. But yeah, I had some more free time, so I was like, I should do some more stuff. So I've been helping out with that, and actually, kind of well, have an exclusive sort of sneak Ooh. sneak peek here of upcoming things mm. uh, that I, I don't know if you've seen, but there's been some teases on, on Twitter and, and Facebook. I see some of, iconography, some mysterious iconography. Yeah. So, um, well, we're recording this on Wednesday and so, but the episode won't come out till Friday. And so 
get to talk about it a little bit early now, but hopefully by Friday, this will kind of be released more. Um, but the new thing will be Life for Trials, which will be uh, sort of sets of four songs that, that you'll have to play in a row. And uh, That sounds familiar. Sounds yeah, familiar. it sounds familiar. <laughs> um, it, it, it's challenging. And so, uh, yeah, there'll be more details about that later, but stay tuned to, to Life 4 on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There's an Instagram account now that I made. <laughs> nice. uh, really awesome artwork done by um, Omar. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, that's just another one of these like community things, just trying to get people involved and engaged. Um, there's, yeah, they got merch. Ben beat us to merch before we got SF Evolve shirts. So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of stuff going on in the community. So just try and get involved however you can. Exactly. You got anything else you want to say about community building, Vincent? Let's see. I mean, I'm sure a lot of this was mentioned before, but let's see. Obviously, be nice. Start small. Uh, be nice. Yeah, yeah. be nice. <laughs> uh, don't let skill level get to people if that if, if that makes any sense. I know that can be really hard yeah. to do, especially if you're like a higher skill player. But try not to come off as intimidating. That's gonna be pretty hard, but I'm sure something can be done. Um, seek direct input from newcomers. Listen to them regarding of like any concerns or expectations. Uh, be ready to provide like if you have any like groups or discords or like stuff available on community services. Spam it, share it with them, like real time on online whatever. Um, they, uh, help them set up you know like e amusement profiles get set get them settled into the game more. I know like even we have a ton of players. Um, like I still meet new people like every time I go to the arcade and like. You know, most of them don't even use um, e-amusement passes, for instance. So you might want to. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like something like you might want to like tell them like, hey, you can probably use this pass so you can like play more songs and save your scores and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it, it's even kind of, it's kind of opposite here is that I see people at the arcade that are using EMUs. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like barely playing like sevens. Mm-hmm. I was like, how did they even like? figure i mean you, how do you mean, know about this yeah how do you know about like how, <laughs> like yeah. i mean it's awesome that they did right it, it just kind of always strikes me as i'm like oh it's another new person and like they already have an emu's profile right. it's like and sometimes they have like fast slow set up already yeah and i'm like well like what right <laughs> um, yeah I mean, so yeah yeah it means that it's working yeah i mean but to your point Vincent, like link people up with these these resources yeah, like tell much. them about the 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 tier the the, the tier list the yeah. difficulty tier list on ddrcommunity.com yeah. that helped uh, you know i was trying to get one of my friends back into the game and that helped her a lot of being able to see like oh these are kind of the the easier songs these are the harder ones yeah um tell people about this <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah self self plug a little bit but um yeah i mean all all sorts of things yeah and and you know particularly like especially with the emu stuff it's and and buying Pacelli and all that yeah. to the basic course subscription. Tell them about the the score manager app. Right. Um, all all these different tools that exist out there, but they are kind of complicated, and and you have to jump through some weird hoops. Right. But I mean, you know, help each other out. Yeah. With those sort of things. Pretty much. I guess just the the final thing I'm going to say is just make sure everyone, like including yourselves, just have fun playing these games. Overall, if you're like, yeah. if you're not having fun playing, you're just not gonna have a good time overall, and that's just not gonna really do so hot for you in the long yeah, run. So true. just kind of just take a step back for a moment, chill, or so. Like I know, I mean, personally, I get burned out of dance games here and there, but yep, yeah, yep. it happens to everybody, right? 
But uh, yeah, we always talk about you know being competitive and stuff. Right. But but you also you have to have fun. Have too. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly. What all about. <laughs> Yeah. So we've got our set of the week that we usually do, which is a, you know, each of us chooses a song and Mm. everybody plays this set, um, this this set of songs. And I think this week I'm going to start off with CG Project, which is kind of a streamy 200 BPM um, eighth note fest. Basically, extremely on sync song. It's pretty on sync. Yeah. I think that Um, was from DDRX. I think it was from DDRX. Yeah. Uh, my choice is uh, Tsuguru Apple Mix, uh, which is from Extreme. And uh, it's a very good song. And uh, it, if you've played Tsuguru before and you haven't tried this one, then give it a try. It's got uh, less stops and slowdowns, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little easier. A little easier. And uh, the song is kind of cool. It's pretty hype. Cool. Pretty yeah. hype, yeah. Um, I will pick Adularia. Um, it's one one of the easier fourteens. Um, but it's a really cool song. Has a nice. It's a, fun. Yeah, there. It's a very fun fourteen. Um, there's a kind of quiet section in the middle, um, and at the beginning that can be a little bit hard to time because it's basically pianos and it's hard yeah. to hear over. Bim, bim. Yeah, it's bim. hard to hear over. You know, all the air other, hockey, the, and the air hockey, and grand the piano keys, arcade noise, and everything. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool song. And Vincent, uh, I believe you have something for the extra stage. I do, and that's going to be B uh, B Beat Stream. Uh, it's a twenty four. It's from the one of the twenty fourteen event unlocks, but it's also uh, rest in peace Beat Stream. Um, we have a box cat <laughs> as a class pet for the Atlanta League, actually. Um, that was also in our qualifier set, and I'm biased. It's probably like one of my most played songs, and I currently have somehow have two perfects away from um. MFCing the expert chart. Whoops. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's pretty sick. That's a, great chart, that's a, a DDR, uh, or sorry, that's a DJ Toto song, right? It is. Yeah. And it pops. It pops yeah. off yeah. so much. It pops off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you shared it with me earlier, and I was like, I was like, I don't even know. Is this song in Ace? <laughs> and I like, I like looked it up, and I was like, well, it's by DJ Toto, and the jacket looks really cool. Yeah. I was like, and the song's good, and the chart looks fun. Yeah. yeah. Why, why have I not played this more? I think. Uh, I got it in a tournament one time, and that's how I discovered it. Yeah. I, I thought it was really great. And uh, Ninjafar loves this song, too. Oh. He was the one that encouraged me to play it. Yeah. So it's a pretty good set there. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the easier end this time, right. thankfully. <laughs> so, <laughs> As opposed to last week. If uh, if you're not already, follow uh, the music game, Atlantic, Atlanta Music Game League. Uh, Atlanta League of Music Gamers. What's what's ex- the exact name? Atlanta League yeah, of Atlanta Music League Gamers. Atlanta League of Music Gamers. Uh, we did merge, so um, oh, now right, we're right. all so now, now we're it's Storm st- League. Yeah, Storm League. Um, our handle the, for the, Facebook and Twitter is Storm X League. So just find that on Twitter okay. and Facebook, and you'll find us. Yeah, it's got a nice like peach. Uh, peach. Yeah, we got logo we got a thing the there. Georgia Peach. Arrows. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk, it, it, talking about good logos. Yeah, and it's cool. It's got the it's got like the the, stor- the storm logo on one side yeah. and the Atlanta League of Music Gamers on the other. Yeah, I like, like that very much. Fusing together into one. Yep. Um, it's like yin yang. Cool balance. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we forgot to mention, or I, in addition, I guess that there was a an article on redbull.com oh that's right yeah uh on on chris chike i am chris for life about kind of his 
you know, the West uh, champion of, of DDR. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because, uh, first off, Chris drinks Red Bull. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I just tried the new uh, Red Bull peach. Yeah. Uh, right. Peach nectarine flavor. Yeah. There's also a pear. It's very good. Yeah, I haven't tried the there's pear sugar yet. free. And I guess there's a plum also. Yep. Uh, some, uh, mute uh, of ITG fame. Uh, responded to my my Instagram story about it and was like, oh, you got to try the plum flavor. Mm. So, yeah, maybe I have to expand our, our, our palates into to Red Bull a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool that they uh, that they have their esports brand and they're willing to support us. That's And by us, I mean the DDR community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, by us, so... I really mean Chris Chike. But <laughs> yeah. look, at this, look at all this free advertising that you're getting. I mean, like, if you're, you know, hey, KFC... <laughs> Start a DDR. Write an article about DDR, and we'll talk. Yeah, about I mean, there's a KFC gaming Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> I tweet at them all the time. I'm like, sponsor me, sponsor me. Yeah, I'm from Kentucky. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if Chris got compensated in Red Bull or not for for doing that oh, story. I hope he at least got a case. Yeah, or something. <laughs> but I mean, they, yeah, Red Bull sponsored uh, the Genesis like Smash tournament, yeah. and so at our commentator booth at uh, Genesis, we had. The, they gave us a couple cans of the yellow. Uh, like Red Bull was also a sponsor the, the, at CEO last year. They uh, were. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. They Monster has a uh, has a Monster Gaming, but I don't even see them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're losing yeah. out. Yeah. So. So you're you're also going to be involved in the CEO tournament this year, right, Vincent? I am. I'm helping out with Pump again. So. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Sweet. And. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. And there's there's so many events coming up. Right. Uh, there's the big deal, which is they just talked about how they have uh, uh, 160 entrants in DDR. Yeah, they had to cap. They had to cap Lord. the entrance because it's just going to take forever. But that's really exciting. The fact that they have so many players flying out for that. Yeah. Speaking of like promotion and and I mean the, the big deal started out as a tournament, but now it's kind of like a whole brand for. Texas, yeah, exactly. Basically, or at least that that scene. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. That's it, wild. It's gonna be good job, Evil Dave. Absolutely mass- massive, and yeah, there's uh, I don't there's other people involved too. I don't yeah, think exactly. It's just, yeah, just I, Dave, I mean, but... Evil yeah. Dave's the only one I know, <laughs> and. Yeah, there's other tournaments coming up. We've got Fresno Frenzy coming up next month, on April twentieth, um, and. Yeah, just looking forward to tons of events. Yeah, there and there there was just um the Silver City Summit. Yeah. Is that what it's called? That was last weekend yeah. in Taunton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Silver City. But yeah, another I mean they had a stream going and stuff too, so and they've kind of got their own uh, you know, local scene going on. When exactly so. is CEO happening, Vincent? Uh, let's see. Um Oh, shit, I've got on top of my head, but it's like late June, early July. Around the same time frame as last year? Uh, June 28th through the 30th. Yep. We're also so going to have Tokyo that, Attack right. at Storm. So oh, that's going to be pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah, that's that's going to be a big uh, music gaming event. Yep. Can't miss it. Awesome. Really exciting. I'll be there. <laughs> if I get a job, I may be there. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think that does it. Yeah, so yep. follow Vincent's... Uh, Storm League account on every website you can find <laughs> and uh, follow him on Twitter uh, we'll shout him out in the uh, episode release and I think we'll end, end the episode for today uh, so 
As always, thank you for listening, and thank you for playing. playing.